The Apostle Peter, in his first letter, in the second chapter, says something that is, on the surface, simple, and yet, when you think about it, it's not very simple. He says, you must be holy as I, the Lord, am holy. Now, what in the world does that really mean? Peter is getting it from the Old Testament. So he's linking the Christian life and expectations with expectations for life in the Old Testament. Be holy. What does that mean? Well, when we look at, look at the word, it really has two implications. One has to do with identity. What is a holy thing? The identity of a holy thing is that it has been set apart for God's exclusive use. So if you have a holy altar, that altar belongs to God and can only be used by Him. So in the New Testament, when the Christians at Corinth are called saints or holy people, what is Paul saying? He's saying that because of Christ, you now have a new identity. You belong to God, and you can only be used by Him. Paul develops that argument in a number of different ways. He says, you're the temple of God. How in the world could the temple of God be given over to the use of something that is contrary to God? So to be holy means to have a new identity. But it also means, in the biblical context, to have a new character. A holy person acts in different ways from a person who is not holy. And this becomes very clear in the covenant. In the book of Exodus, God invites His people to enter into a mutual covenant with Him. He will do things for them, they will do things for Him. And in this covenant, then, God is saying, I want you to do certain things which, in fact, reflect who I am. That's really where this phrase, you must be holy as I am holy, comes in. And it's in the context of behavior. God is saying, you need to behave in certain ways. Why? Because you belong to me. And belonging to me, you need to reflect my character. When we begin to look at that covenant, one of the things we find is that over and over again, the requirements that God asks of His people have to do with how we treat other people. It's so interesting that in Leviticus chapter 19, which begins with these words that Peter quotes, you must be holy for I am holy, and the very next thing he says is, you must honor your father and your mother. Well, God doesn't have a father and mother. What does being holy as God is holy have to do with honoring our father and our mother? And I think the answer is that God honors people. God values people. And if we are to belong to God and live a life that is like God's, we too have to honor other people. 
We have to give them respect. We have to give them faith and trust. And as you go through that 19th chapter of Leviticus, it's fascinating that all of life is sort of tangled up together. Because you're holy, you don't fool around with idols. Because you're holy, you don't mistreat the land. Because you're holy, you don't mistreat those who serve you. What this is saying is kind of remarkable in the Old Testament context. In the Old Testament world, holiness had virtually nothing to do with behavior. It simply described the fact that the gods are other. But the Hebrew people discovered something. They discovered there's only one being who is other, only one being who can rightfully be called holy, and that is Yahweh, the great I am. And his character then defines the character of holiness. That means that if you and I are to be holy people, we've got a new identity. We don't belong to ourselves anymore. We belong to God. And we can only rightly be put to a divine use, God's use. If you're a Christian, you belong to Him and you are holy in your identity. But he goes farther and he says, you must be holy in your character, particularly the way you treat other people. The Old Testament believers said, well, that makes all kinds of sense. That's a good idea. Yes, we're going to be that way. We're going to be holy people, not only in our identity, but in our character. And then they discovered something. They couldn't. The Old Testament is a story of broken dreams and failed hopes. The people say, yes, yes, we're going to live the kind of life God intended for us to live when he created us, but they can't do it. There's something wrong with us human beings, something that is contrary to God's holy character. We're not a clean sheet of paper. We come into the world predetermined <laughs> to live another way. And so the Old Testament believers longed for God's Holy Spirit to come into them. Spirit in the Old Testament can also mean wind or breath. So they're saying, could God come in and breathe His life into us? Slowly you see that dream and that hope growing. And then the Messiah comes. Jesus Christ came not just to die for our sins so we could go to heaven. Jesus Christ came to cleanse the temple so that the Holy Spirit could come home. And so that's why we here at Asbury emphasize the necessity of being filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can live the holy life as God intended. <laughs>